0: Breitbart News Entertainment Editor, author of the book, 50 Things They Don't Want You to Know About Trump. This is the Breitbart News Daily Podcast. Arizona Democrat Senator Kristen Sinema caved. She joined Joe Manchin and Chuck Schumer to help Joe Biden pass a nine-figure Build Back Better light called the Inflation Reduction Act, which reportedly won't reduce inflation and may make it worse. Speaking of inflation, Food lines in America are getting longer under Biden. Pet owners are abandoning their furry friends at alarming rates because costs are sky high. Resident Biden ends another week as virtual president and tests positive for COVID again. FBI Director Chris Wray warns of potential terror attacks from Afghanistan after Biden's botched withdrawal and the dangers of our open border. WNBA star Brittany Griner sentenced to nine years in Russian prison on drug charges, and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has sidelined a Soros-backed state attorney. We discuss this and a lot more on today's show. biggest story of the day. Um, It has already led MSNBC, which has actually managed to shoehorn in two segments on January 6th committee, MSNBC has. Uh, But they did spend a lot of time on the breaking news that uh, Arizona uh, Senator uh, Kirsten Sinema uh, has decided to, quote, move forward with the Democrat reconciliation bill. Uh, which is just a smaller version of bill Back Better. It's hundreds of billions of dollars in new spending, tax cuts, giveaways, subsidies to the green uh, lobby and the like. Jordan Dixon Hamilton reporting late in the evening Thursday that Senate Democrats have reached a deal with Senator Sinema, the Democrat from Arizona, to move forward with the Democrats' $740 billion reconciliation bill Cinema uh, put out a statement uh, supporting the so called influx- Inflation Reduction Act. I will not refer to it as that uh, after f- facing pressure from Democrats uh, who will need every vote to pass the bill given the evenly split Senate. Cinema previously killed President Joe Biden's Build Back Better agenda earlier in the year, but here she is now. She's come around. Uh, to it. Quote, we have agreed to remove the carried interest tax provision, protect advanced manufacturing, whatever the hell that means, and boost our clean energy economy in the state in the Senate's budget reconciliation legislation subject to the parliamentarian's review. I'll move forward in quote, cinema said in her statement. Although the reconciliation bill, Jordan Dixon Hamilton continues, is titled the Inflation Reduction Act, the Penn Wharton Budget Model Found the bill impacts on inflation, quote, is statistically indistinguishable from zero, end quote. The Democrat reconciliation bill aims to combat climate change, reduce the budget deficit by close to $300 billion and extend enhanced Obamacare subsidies. Um, so an, a vote is expected on Saturday. Apparently, the Senate will take a break today. Uh, try that in your life. Uh, and they will reconvene over the weekend. Something called a votorama, where a bunch of amendments will uh, be proposed to be shoved into this bill. Um, the 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 Inflation Reduction Act um, has a whole bunch of stuff: limiting out-of-pocket drug costs, placing caps on prescription drug hikes, uh, uh, allowing Medicare to uh, allowing Medicare to negotiate with some drug prices. 15% corporate minimum tax. I mean, it, it's, it's the, the, the thing to know is what I just read you, what I heard reported on CNBC, which at least tries to do real reporting, is that this is Build Back Better 2.0 or maybe 2.25. It is a, um, an amazing giveaway to the Greenies, but it's also an amazing giveaway to China from John Carney in the Breitbart Business Digest that just came out a few hours ago, China first. John Carney and Alex Marlowe write, automakers pushed to allow electric vehicle tax credits for China-sourced batteries. This one's on you, West Virginia. However it shakes out and however you deal with Senator Joe Manchin, you should know that he sold you out and he sold the country out. We'll all now have to uh, uh, subsidize uh, drought relief in Arizona, which was one of the things that that Senator Sinema wanted for her to get on board uh, with this this Build Back Better light uh, bill. You know, it's just just keep in mind, West Virginia. I believe uh, mansions up in twenty four. Producer Zach, uh, check me on my math there, but. This is a sellout. This is, this is fireable offense in my estimation from Senator Joe Manchin. I'm just saying John Carney writes US automakers and a group of Senate Democrats are working to hobble provisions of the Inflation Reduction Act intended to bolster the domestic critical mineral supply chain, exclude China from benefiting from U.S. taxpayer subsidies, and set the U.S. on a path to renewable energy independence. So there were provisions in this so-called Inflation Reduction Act that would have protected United States auto, uh, excuse me, United States interests. When it comes to batteries that com- and other components put into electric vehicles that those components be made or the sources come from the United States automakers didn't like it because the, the major automakers who are all in on electric vehicles are solely almost solely dependent on China for the components in their electric vehicles, particularly the batteries. Whether or not the components from those China-sourced materials come from directly from slave labor in that country or in Africa. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that the carbon footprint to produce an electric vehicle battery is probably the equivalent or more of anything that you and I could produce in our entire lifetimes. Excuse me. Uh, but John Carney continues. Senator Debbie Stabenow, the Democrat from Michigan, who I believe was last seen in the movie Mars Attacks, uh, told reporters this week that the rules requiring key components to be sourced from the U.S. and allied trading partners should be changed to allow consumers to receive tax credits for cars that do not meet the requirements in the current version of the bill. So the bill, which is a compromise worked out by Senator Joe Manchin and Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, includes nearly $370 billion in investments related to, quote, climate change and energy security, end quote. Carney continues, among the provisions are tax credits and other incentives to promote electric vehicles, renewable energy investments, and invest in critical minerals. Among the provisions is an expansion of the 7,500 tax credits giveaways to help consumers buy electric vehicles. The bill also eliminates the existing 200,000 vehicle cap under current law and creates a new $4,000 credit for used electric vehicles. So no longer is it capped at $200,000, excuse me, 200,000 vehicles which can use the $7,500 tax credit uh, to subsidize the electric vehicle should you choose one. Now that number is unlimited. It's an unlimited number of vehicles that, that people can use that $7,500 tax credit to buy an electric vehicle. And what Debbie Stabenow here is doing, Carney puts it is is, is basically bill back China Um. The elimination, so the big Detroit automakers uh, are, are, are sent Senator Stabenow out there to push for the evisceration of one of the bill's silver linings. This rule was designed to bolster U.S. critical mineral supply chains and prevent electric vehicle subsidies from enriching China. But, the, but again, the U.S. automakers, they don't like it. Um, because it hurts their ability to 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 get the components that they need to be in these electric vehicles so that they can roll them out on time or close to on time, so that there are no backstops and backlogs in manufacturing. They just want the China slave labor-made electric vehicle components at any cost, no matter what it takes. And so we'll continue to report on this. The whole thing is a lie. We are being fleeced yet again with the help of Joe Manchin, uh, who apparently Chuck Schumer was on his flip phone calling consistently daily, trying to break Joe Manchin's back, and it finally happened. Once they got Joe Manchin on board, the other domino to fall was Senator Sinema, and they got her in line too. Promised her a bunch of port for her state. And, uh, and, uh, and, and basically a, a, a tax loophole giveaway for hedge funds with the carried interest. It, it, John Carney will explain it uh, in, in greater detail than, than, than I can, but that, that, that is the record now. Let it, let it forever be known that Joe Manchin delivered a, a complete sellout. This thing will probably pass. Joe Biden will, will likely sign it. He's already spiking the football. Um, but there you have it, uh, West Virginia. how How you deal with Senator Manchin uh, is 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 going to be interesting to see. I'll say. President Joe Biden tested positive again on Thursday for the Chinese coronavirus uh, and remains in isolation, uh, according to a White House physician Kevin O'Connor. Um, quote given the rebound positive which we reported Saturday, we have continued daily monitoring this morning. His SARS-CoV-2 antigen tests remain positive, Dr. O'Connor said. So the president will continue his strict isolation measures. Though Joe Biden, I, this was the, in preparing for the show for for, for Brother Marlowe. I was just like, where the hell is Joe Biden? I mean, I know that he retested positive over the weekend, Um yeah, or whatever, and but you know, it's just it, it's very strange to me. It's not confusing or or I'm not ignorant or naive to it. It's been widely reported, and we reported it. The White House is carefully controlling the optics of Joe Biden, given his coronavirus positive test, um, limiting his public appearances while he's. Uh, infected with this horrible disease, I, I I know that that is happening, but I'm just I'm just sitting preparing, and I'm like, where where is Joe Biden? And I start asking Charlie Spearing, who his wife just had their sixth kid, and he's like, I was asking Charlie, I literally forgot that he was on uh, paternity leave. <laughs> I was like I was like I was like Charlie, has Joe Biden made a public statement? Have we seen him in front of the cameras taking questions? Uh, has he done anything in the public? And Charlie was like, man, I don't even know. And, I, and it dawned on me, oh, right, Charlie's got like a stable of kids and a newborn, of course he's out of pocket. Rightfully so, he, he doesn't know. And I was like, ironically, I said, I apologize, Charlie. Ironically, you have a better excuse for being out of the loop than Joe Biden does. And I was just like, okay, my, my knee jerk, I was like, well, maybe Joe Biden's in bed still. I mean, all week, I was just like, where's Joe Biden? I asked uh, another politics editor. She's like, well, he's been doing a lot of virtual stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I've seen clips of Joe Biden doing these virtual meetings. And so that's apparently what he's been doing. MSNBC has carried some of these virtual Biden-led cabinet meetings live. It's very strange to me. Um, we did we did find footage. It's like the Subruder film or Bigfoot trying to find Joe Biden, but we did track him down uh, at a recent round table on MSNBC. Again, very strange to me. Joe Biden, of course, it's a gaffe here. He called himself the vice president, admitting that he wants a sports car, an electric Corvette, but he can't drive it anyway, so it doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure he said this before, but here's the gaffe. It's a short clip. Producer Zach, cut four.
1: I did I must admit, in total disclosure, I've i spoken to the chairwoman about the possibility of my being able to buy one of those Corvettes or electric vehicles. That uh, you know when they come out. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do it because I can't drive a vehicle while I'm vice president, while I'm president.
0: Yeah, while well, well, I'm vice president. There you go. There you go. Mentally handicapped a little bit. Can't remember the joke. Fumbles the joke, and creates the gaffe. That's going to be the guy who's probably going to sign another green climate giveaway. We 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 get new inflation numbers. It's all pointing in the same direction. It's not going away, and if anything, in some sectors and some uh, areas, inflation's getting worse, completely chewing up any pay raise that anybody's getting. That's the that's the guy who's going to probably sign. Uh, uh, another round of spending, almost uh, almost a trillion dollars, three quarters of a trillion dollars. I mean, the the, the number is seven hundred and fifty billion dollars right now today. That uh, that's gonna balloon. Uh, Wharton just told us that it will have no affle- effect on inflation, despite the name being the ref- the, the Inflation Reduction Act. The tax foundation has come out and said it's going to make inflation worse. The Heritage Foundation has come out and said it's going to make inflation worse. The CBO has come out and said, well, it will help inflation maybe in five to ten years. How the hell do you know what spending will be? Who will be elected? What the country will look like? What its its needs and and spending nature will will be concerned of in five to ten years? It's ridiculous. Just complete funny math inflation is here to stay. It is, it is ravaging bank accounts, savings accounts, credit cards every single day. I, I have a story here that, you know, I wasn't going to get to uh, because there's just so much to get to pet owners are forced to make tough decisions as they deal with inflation. I've been pet sitting for about three months in, in Jacksonville, Florida, and Clients have told me how they've seen dogs strapped to poles, left there, presumably by owners, who just can't feed their family and the dog, which is part of the family. And because the dog, sadly, is the most, uh, you know, dispensable member of the family, they're being abandoned. Here is audio from Spectrum News of Austin, Texas, excuse me puts the Biden inflation crisis into stark terms by showing how food banks are stretching as people struggle to afford food. Everything is like four times more than what it used to cost, one person said. Cut seven.
1: Inflation is stretching the dollar of many Texans, so much so that it's leading to a food insecurity in the Lone Star State. Our Michael Lozano takes us to Fort Worth where the local food bank says they're being stretched thin.
0: The Terran Area Food Bank says that they feed more than a 1,000 families just at this massive distribution center on a weekly basis. And with the increase of inflation in products and groceries, many residents are flocking here seeking help and resources. It's a long wait, but honestly... Every little bit helps.
2: It's a way to launder Milan is willing to weather. I think the longest i waited was about two hours. She's one of hundreds in line at this Tarrant County distribution site in need of groceries.
1: Bread, cereals, stuff like that, just kind of uh, pantry items.
2: The 24 year old lives with her family. They all have jobs, but the U.S.'s largest inflation
0: increase in 40 years is spreading their dollar too thin.
1: But with inflation, you know, everything is like four times more and what it used
0: to cost. Yeah, of course it is. And, 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 and the insult to the injury that is the Democrats reign in this country is going to be the spiking of the football on yet another round of hundreds of billions of dollars to 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 the green climate lobby that will not actually reduce inflation will only line the pockets of those special interests and leave people like who you just heard in a a worse position. Their paychecks are getting smaller. The, The food that they can put in their grocery carts is lesser. Apparently people are driving less on the road, obviously, because the cost of gasoline. And it has fallen, I think, for over 50 days, but it's still in many areas. Many areas more than four dollars a gallon, and certainly two dollars more than it was uh, when Biden took office. Um, it, it's 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 going to be very interesting to see Democrats continue and to try to spin this bill, um, which which nonpartisan number crunchers are saying are, is not going to either have an effect on inflation or is going to actually make it worse. Of course, it's going to make it worse. Um, so I, I want to switch gears. FBI Director Chris Wray uh, testified before the Judiciary Oversight Committee uh, on yesterday. Shocking statements. Um, he said he's worried about terrorist attacks from Afghanistan after Biden botched a withdrawal. Produces that cut two. You're
2: worried about an attack on the homeland emanating from places like Afghanistan. So we are. Uh, As somebody who was in the FBI building on 9-11 a little over 20 years ago and have met with the families in the years afterwards, uh, I think about that day every day, Uh, especially now that we're out. uh, I'm worried about uh, the potential loss of of sources and collection over there, so we're going to have growing intelligence gaps. And I'm worried about the possibility that we will see al-Qaeda reconstitute uh the isis k potentially taking advantage of the deteriorating security environment and i'm worried about uh terrorists including here in the united states being inspired uh by what they see over there
0: christopher ray also agreed that international human smuggling networks compromising encounters from over 150 countries at the border is a staggering and significant security issue So we have a porous border in which terrorists have been apprehended, dozens of them. Or people uh, either either suspect, suspected to be terrorists have been been apprehended. Here you have FBI Director Christopher Wray saying, "quote There is a wide array of criminal threats that we encounter down at the border. The transnational criminal organization that use diverse and complex methods to traffic drugs that then cascade over into prisons and street gangs." End quote. So you 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 have a situation in which you you have now. Uh, The FBI director admitting that, yeah, uh, Afghanistan is a haven for terrorists. Uh, We just had the the head of Al-Qaeda killed, who was basically just sipping on Mai Tais on Afghanistan balcony right there in the public view. Taliban says, oh, we had no idea who was here. Uh, Senator Hawley uh, is reporting now that a, a whistleblower is saying that over 400 evacuees uh, from Afghanistan uh, are, 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 are suspected of being terrorists. I, I mean, Afghanistan was deadly. We lost service members uh, during Joe Biden's disastrous uh, pullout in that country. But the more we learn about it, the worse it actually gets. Um, uh, moving on. So uh, Brittany Griner is facing nine years in prison. A uh, huge story sort of took over a little bit of the news on yesterday. Um, and I guess the most important point in all of this is the fact that Russia is now saying let's make a deal. So on Friday, uh, Russia jumped less than 24 hours after the WNBA star Brittany Griner was hit with a nine and a half, a nine year prison sentence for drug possession to offer Washington immediate prisoner swaps. Joe Biden, this is this is America getting rolled. You obviously have a dictator using the uh, the situation that Brittany Griner put herself in. She's apparently played professional sports in Russia. She should have been very aware of that society, its laws, particularly its laws surrounding drugs. And she put herself in this position. But to me, the thing that matters is that she's an American citizen, regardless of what her politics are. Although I do believe that they've probably changed a bit in the last 160 plus days that she's been in prison in that country. She is an American citizen. This makes this country looks weak, the situation that she put us in, herself in, and now the situation that we're in. Quote, we are ready to discuss this topic, but within the framework of the channel that was agreed upon by President Putin and Biden, and quote, Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said, according to AFP, although a warning was added to the proposal from Moscow, quote, if the Americans decide to once again resort to public diplomacy, that is their business, and I would even say that is their problem, end quote. So basically, Russia wants a bunch of bad guys or a handful of specific bad guys. One proposal, uh, this from Simon Kent, includes uh, for the diplomatic exchange. That's a nice way of putting it. Would see the Biden administration offer... The Kremlin convicted Russian arms dealer Victor Bout, who had been sentenced to 25 years in U.S. prison in exchange for Griner and corporate security executive Paul Whelan, who had been in prison in Russia for alleged espionage that he denies. This, this is America getting rolled. Um, and as long as Joe Biden's president, um, uh, Joe Biden will get rolled and we'll all get rolled. That's not a wheelchair joke. Um uh, all the other big news uh coming uh uh yesterday uh Ron Governor Ron DeSantis uh spokesperson put out uh a tweet on on Thursday morning or I believe it was Wednesday evening um teasing that the governor uh would 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 make liberals heads explode apparently uh, the story as we know it now is that Governor Ron DeSantis has suspended a, uh, a, an elected state prosecutor. Uh, this uh, report here from Breitbart's own Hannah Blue, uh, Governor DeSantis taking action against woke prosecutors who put themselves above the law announcing the suspension of State Attorney, State Attorney Andrew Warren. DeSantis, speaking from Tampa, detailed the growing emer- emergence of woke prosecutors across the country and the frustration it has caused within the law enforcement community. These prosecutors, he explained, are effectively nullifying laws and select enforcement, allowing Crown to run rampant across the country. The governor asked for an examination of such actions in the Sunshine State and said the results pointed to the 13th Judicial Circuit in Hillsborough County with State Attorney Andrew Warren. DeSantis detailed some of the egregious instances of his disregard for the rule of law from refusing to enforce any prohibition on sex change operations for minors, regardless of action from the legislator to asserting that Andrew Warren asserting that he would not enforce any laws related to protecting the rights to life in Florida. Quote, it's not for him to put himself above the law, the legislature's actions and and say that he is not going to enforce laws. We don't elect people in one part of the state to have veto power over what the entire state decides on these important issues. DeSantis said, I believe we have audio of uh, this now suspended uh, state prosecutor, Warren. Uh, defending uh, himself and talking about crayons uh, as well. Producer Zach. Uh, You call the suspension unconstitutional. Uh, Can you explain why?
1: Well, sure. I mean, this is blatant overreach by the governor. He's trying to upset a fair and free election,
2: two of them actually. And this isn't just an attack on, uh, this isn't just trying to suspend one elected official. This is about trying to suspend
1: democracy here in Hillsborough County. And this is a core principle of our democracy. The voters elect their leaders, not the governor. He can't simply pick up a pen or a crown and change the will of the people. And to that point, I'm hoping you could give me a sense of how rare a suspension like this is. I'm thinking back to 2017, Governor Rick Scott at the...
0: Enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, I believe, according to Florida State Constitution, Ron DeSantis is fully within his right to suspend you, which he has. Uh, I'm sure it will result in, in, a, in, a, in a brief legal battle, at least. This, this is what uh, Lee Zeldin has been talking about. He sort of made it, uh, if not the center, a large part of his gubernatorial campaign in New York. Soros-backed prosecutors, district attorneys all over this country are not only being soft on crime, they, the, the people like Alvin Bragg up there in New York are saying, here are a list of crimes, even violent crimes, that I won't or my office won't even prosecute. The message that that sends to criminals, the message that that sends to would-be criminals, people who may be pushed so far to the margins that they otherwise would not engage in acts of criminality, saying, well, you know, if if petty theft up to this amount of money or, you know, uh, aggravated assault or a carjacking is not actually going to be aggressively pursued, you know, maybe I'll get caught, maybe I'll be arrested. But if I'm not going to be charged with it, what the hell? You don't have a country. You can't not have a normal functioning society when the people who are charged with, who swear oaths to defend constitutions, to enforce the law, just turn a blind eye to criminals. Meanwhile, people, law abiding citizens are just being crushed every way imaginable. Lee Zeldin has has made this the nucleus of his campaign for governor in New York. And in that state's constitution, the governor can fire people like Alvin Bragg in New York City and any other ridiculous wrong-headed district attorney not enforcing the law to the fullest extent. And Governor Ron DeSantis is doing that here. He's saying, look, you, you, we will not set the precedent for you to just flagrantly enforce laws that you want to enforce and ignore others that you don't like uh senator manchin's current term ends in 2025 so he's up for re-election in 24 there you go west virginia uh hearkening back to the aforementioned manchin made sellout this so-called inflation reduction act so there you go a couple years joe manchin's number should be up in west virginia this is fireable what he's done uh, anyway, so, so what, what what Governor DeSantis is doing here is very important because it seems from just about every facet of of the federal apparatus of government in this country, um, going after children, hypersexualizing them, creating an environment in which it is okay for them to take completely biological altering drugs. That, that, that those procedures not only be legal, that they happen without the consent of parents or guardians. The, the, the full force of the federal government with the face of the Democratic Party is behind that. Making it okay and legal and, and appropriate for adults to talk about the, the, a child's sexuality in the fourth grade. Here's Biden's Assistant Secretary for Health, Rachel Levine. That I believe uh, Alex referred to as what's his face on MSNBC, talking about how it's OK. And not only is it OK, but we need to empower children to take puberty blockers. Cut one.
2: So we really want to to to, to base our treatment and uh, and to uh, affirm and to uh, support and empower these youth, not to limit their participation in activities, and sports and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their state.
0: It's one thing to have a high ranking official in the Biden administration saying things like that, talking that way. It's another when you realize that perhaps your child's teacher believes in 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 that. It's OK for your child to talk about their sexuality with their teacher and to talk about how, yeah, they don't think that they're a girl or they don't think that they're a boy. And, 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 and if, God forbid, they're, they're preteens or prepubescent, that they don't want to have body features that most females have and most males have, and that there is a way in which they can actually ingest drugs and receive medical treatment to assist them in that way. Crazy times. Here's a, here's a video published by libs of TikTok. Uh, libs of TikTok posts uh post a telling video where an interviewer asks a woman with dyed hair if abortion should be illegal. And if she seriously she seriously replies uh no, absolutely not. Cut eight. Do you feel like abortion should be illegal?
2: No, absolutely not. They should definitely be legal. I wish I was aborted sometimes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is just weird stuff. It reminds me of Lena Dunham uh, from HBO's Girl Fame saying, you know, I didn't have an abortion, but I wish that I did. Wish that I did. Um, I I had this story uh, here and I I wasn't going to bring it up, but I did want to solicit your thoughts. 866-957-2874. So apparently... um, Ron DeSantis' office has declined an offer, uh, a request for, so DeSantis' team declines request for the governor to appear on The View. So The View made some news this week. I think they announced uh, a former Trump official uh, as a regular co-host on the show. I think they also made Anna Navarro, who's a, a, a quote-unquote Republican strategist, an official co-host as well. But the Disney Channel uh the Disney Network show uh requested Florida Governor DeSantis to appear on the program, telling the governor's office that they would be quote honored, end quote, by it. His team ultimately declined the request, and DeSantis deputy press secretary Brian Griffin uh doubted it would be a quote genuine pursuit of truth, end quote. Well that's certainly uh <laughs> not debatable. I-, I don't know. I, I- I would say I would want someone like Ron DeSantis, the governor of the third largest populous state in the union, uh, which is, according to Rasmussen, the most desirable state to live in. Uh, I would encourage Ron DeSantis to go into the lion's den or in this case, the lionesses den. Go on the view, bust a bunch of myths, uh, set the record straight, defend his record of of uh, in Florida, making it, at least according to a reputable pollster, the most desirable state to live in in the union. Normally, I would say this is good. Ron DeSantis should go and should represent conservatism in this country. I think he's one of the best who can do it and articulate it uh, uh, in a in a, you know, in a in a practical way for most people. Uh, but, 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 but at the end of the day, Ron DeSantis isn't running for governor, him appearing on the view would be an absolute spectacle. And I'm not even sure if, if it, if it, if it would be a wash for him to, to like, I just don't, I don't see the clear benefit for Ron DeSantis. And, but the, but the view does. Because they apparently approached him about going on the show. The view wants Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis doesn't want the view. I, 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 I basically agree with that. John Hayward, Breitbart News National Security Deputy Editor, unloads on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan and details China's attention-seeking response. John also highlights the potential danger of a Chinese food manufacturing company buying 300 acres of land in North Dakota, just 20 minutes from the Grand Forks Air Force Base. John, welcome back to the program. Well, thanks for having me. Welcome to be part of the Legion of Johns. No, you, 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 <laughs> Nolte, Carney, Bender is just all the Johns. Uh, so I, I don't know if you heard my take on Nancy Pelosi's trip to the Far East, touching down in Taiwan. It, it shouldn't have been the fact that she was the first speaker, let alone uh, a Democratic speaker. I think it was, you know, largely a good thing symbolically. Uh, standing up for supporting um, Taiwan in the region, a democratic nation, uh, which I'm sure isn't perfect, but certainly isn't like the 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 the, the Nazis who run Beijing. But beyond that, John, I'm, I i don't want any part of it. I just cannot put the pom poms in the air for for Nancy Pelosi, one of the most corrupt human beings to ever hold uh, uh, elected office in congress i just can't do it and and i and i and i understand again the arguments for people who say that this that there's some positive in this i'm not saying there isn't uh, but but i just i just i can't get on board with it and and in in And now we have China sanctioning her and apparently setting up military retaliation against Taiwan. But anyway, what is your broad view take on it?
1: Well, if you want to be really grouchy about it, you could ask why a country, the United States, that is so far beyond broke that we can't see broke in the rearview mirror, and these irresponsible, lunatic Democrats are trying to spend trillions more dollars yeah. as we fall into an inflationary black hole, why is a country that's so utterly broke, shelling out gigantic amounts of money so Nancy Pelosi and a couple of her friends can go on a luxury junket around the, the Asian rim? Like, there's no reason for her to be there. We have diplomatic people that handle that. The, the whole trip was pointless. The yeah. only part of that's worth a damn as her going to Taiwan. If she had just flown to Taiwan and back, that would have been better than wasting money on all the other crazy stuff she's doing. And I think it's entirely appropriate to wonder what Nancy Pelosi is doing in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. I don't think she went there for the goodness of her heart or to make a bold stand for democracy. You're right, she's corrupt as hell. There's probably corruption involved in this, and we'll never get to the bottom of it because Democrats are never investigated for such things. But I'm glad she went to Taiwan. You know, having said all that, I'm glad that she didn't back down. Once the Chinese tyranny started demanding that she not go, it was imperative that she do go because the beginning of the end of tyranny always lies in defiance whether it be domestic or foreign, whether you're be talking about uh, political movements in the U.S. being tyrannical or an outright you know, fascist government, as you correctly put it, like China, the beginning of the end of that evil is to defy it. And it was very important to defy China. And what they're doing now is very clarifying. This whole temper tantrum they're throwing in the Taiwan Strait, all the, the sanctions they're announcing, they look like outright lunatics, and they look weak. They look like a bunch of weaklings, shrieking and screaming and vowing this and that threat. And this old lady jumped in a plane, flew to Taiwan and flew away and serenely ignored them. That is an embarrassment. They won't get over anytime soon. And I'm glad they're embarrassed.
0: They needed to be. Yeah, Chad, if, uh, Taiwan, I believe, a, a, a large player in the semiconductor manufacturing space, Paul Pelosi, making a lot of investments in that space. Uh, call me crazy, but there's no such thing as coincidence. So now it is being reported, uh, John by you that china's temper tantrum you write over pelosi's visit to taiwan included launching 11 ballistic missiles on thursday during quote live fire military exercises meant to simulate a blockade of the island we know that china uh regularly buzzes taiwanese airspace that they usually do sort of uh saber rattling types of military drills like this regularly that they have a a large part of that democratic nation surrounded militarily. Um, But ultimately, John, do you think after Pelosi's trip, I'll say, you know, is China any closer to, you know, the, the militarily, I'll say invading Taiwan than it ever was considering maybe it was, maybe it's never really, Going to do it, we we can't say that. But I mean, are they even are, are they more are, is, you know, are are they are they more likely to invade Taiwan now that Pelosi's gone over there, or is this just all a bluster and a bluff?
1: I don't think the odds have shifted all that much. I think yeah. they always kind of didn't want to do that despite all their blustery rhetoric. They don't really want to wreck the goose that leaves the golden eggs. They want Taiwan but they want it in a way where they get to plunder its riches and you can't Mm -hmm. do that if you flatten it and they don't really want to start a war that could go badly for them. There's there's no guarantee they would win if they invaded Taiwan. So I, I don't think they really want to pull that trigger and most of the planners on the Chinese Communist side think that they will win if they're patient. If they just wait and if they wait another generation maybe that eventually the Taiwanese will buckle under to their various pressure campaigns and will give up, and they'll have reunification. So they still kind of cherish that possibility. But Xi Jinping, the Chinese dictator, is about to go for this third term in power. The Chinese Communist Party Congress, he doesn't want to look weak. It may jeopardize his ability to get what he wants if more of the party starts thinking he's a weakling for letting Pelosi and on embarrass him. So that's a factor to be considered. And I really think Xi wants to redo that reunification before he leaves. If he gets six, eight years more in power, at which point he'll be quite elderly, and he might be thinking of retiring, someone. Somewhere in that span of time I think he really wants reunification to happen and as the clock ticks he may be thinking more and more that he has to do it by force if he can't get it the long way
0: that is John Hayward Breitbart News national security deputy editor joining a program right now so a Chinese company buys 300 acres near American Air Force Base lawmakers voice national security concerns um, All the obvious questions, John, have been asked and all the obvious concerns raised with this this purchase um, uh, near Grand Forks, North Dakota, a 300-acre plot of land, roughly 20 minutes from the Grand Forks Air Force Base. Again, all the obvious questions like, why is this legal? Why is this allowed? All of the obvious concerns raised in terms of national security and then the the obvious irony John pointed out that China would never allow the United States or a United States backed company to purchase not one let alone hundreds of acres of Chinese land, <laughs> not right. to mention near a twenty minute drive away from a Chinese military base. Um, your thoughts on this broadly, and to the extent that you can answer the question, how? how what what does it look like to stop something like this from being legal and therefore happening Well, the Congress could
1: certainly pass laws that regulate whether overseas investors of any kind would be allowed to buy sensitive land like that. And it's really not impossible to target a particular country and just say we will not allow China or Russia to buy land near military bases. But they could just say no foreign interests are allowed to buy this land. We have a lot of land. We don't need to be selling the land right next to our military bases. This is a huge country, plenty of real estate to put on the block. So I think restricting that would be wise and and a simple gesture. And there's a related story out there about Chinese... uh, equipment, this dodgy Chinese telecom equipment getting installed in cell phone towers right near military bases, that should not be allowed. That needs to be removed as quickly as possible at China's Chinese company's expense if possible. Get rid of that stuff. It's ridiculous. You know, there's no reason to take any risk whatsoever on giving China access to any part of our military infrastructure, physical or electronic.
0: You're absolutely right. I would also amend that uh, that law in Congress to say that uh, Bill Gates can also no longer purchase whole swaths of American land uh, as well. Uh, so, so China, Russia, and Bill Gates. Uh, but so that's just China, me. China, Russia, and super are not allowed to buy.
1: <laughs> that's it. We're also not going to let Ernst Stavro Blofeld buy any land near our uh, our military uh, uh, bases.
0: I, I think it's fair, and I do believe that I got a majority of the audience uh, on our side on that. Um, Quickly, I do want to veer um, into uh, this FBI director, Chris Ray. He was testifying, John, yesterday in front of the Judiciary Oversight Committee. Here's what he said um, about the after effects, the outgrowths of Biden's botched withdrawal uh, from Afghanistan. Producer Zach Cutto. too. You're
2: worried about an attack on the homeland emanating from places like Afghanistan. So we are. Uh, as somebody who was in the FBI building on 9-11 a little over 20 years ago and have met with the families in the years afterwards, uh, I think about that day every day, uh, especially now that we're out. Uh, I'm worried about uh, the potential loss of, of sources and collection over there, so we're going to have growing intelligence so, gaps. And I'm worried about the possibility that we will see Al-Qaeda reconstitute, uh, the ISIS-K potentially taking advantage of the deteriorating security environment. And I'm worried about uh, terrorists, including here in the United States, being inspired uh, by what they see over there.
0: So that's, that's the first thing, John. FBI Director Chris Ray also went on to address the massive security concerns threatening us at the border, John. He said, quote, there's a wide array of criminal threats that we encounter down at the border, the transnational criminal organizations that use diverse and complex methods to traffic drugs that then cascade over into prisons and and gangs. Uh, John, I, I was told that the evacuation of Afghanistan was more perfect than Christ himself. Uh, the, the evacuation, I, I, I know the media wasn't dumb enough, John, to say that the withdrawal from Afghanistan was perfect because obviously we lost servicemen and women in that. But, I, I, Afghanistan's now a safe haven for Al Qaeda, the organ, the terrorist organization that planned the attack on us in 9 11. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure I got the history right on that. Um, you have Josh Hawley now saying that a whistleblower has come forward, John, with allegations that hundreds of Afghan evacuees who appeared on the Department of Defense terror watch list were allowed into the United States. Again, John, I was told that the evacuation was perfect, that it could walk on water. Al Qaeda is is free in Afghanistan, which I believe was one of the sole reasons why we were in that country for all those years, all those lives lost, all all those families destroyed and altered forever. What in the actual hell is happening? Well, I
1: mean, not to put fine a point on it, but Joe Biden's victory lap for killing Ayman al zawahiri the al-Qaeda bigwig, fizzled out after less than 48 hours because everybody started saying, wait a minute, what was the head of al-Qaeda doing staying at a bed and breakfast in Kabul under the, ta- the Taliban? The dude's out there walking around on his balcony every morning having a lungful of fresh air because he knows he's perfectly safe in Kabul. There's nothing to celebrate there. This is something Biden officials should be answering questions about looking at jail time for, not dancing in the streets because we managed to kill this guy with a balcony missile in Kabul. So, I mean, that, that all really fell apart as people started asking the tough questions. And who else is in Kabul? Who else is the Taliban sheltering? Is, is there a safe haven being established here? You remember during the Obama years, they were utterly helpless against ISIS. So Obama just flailed, you know, like a baby rolling around in his blanket. He had no idea what to do. His administration said, well, they're going to be there. We've got a 40-year strategy to, you know, maybe take care of that, uh, so your grandchildren will maybe be living in a world free of ISIS. And then Donald Trump runs here and beats the hell out of them. I and mean, like, a couple of months and destroys ISIS. And one of the things that happened after ISIS got wiped out in Syria and Iraq is terrorism started disappearing. All those attacks we were getting all the time stopped happening. And one of the reasons for that is that when you have a terrorist nation state, when they either have their own caliphate, as ISIS did, or when you have something like Afghanistan openly supporting the, the uh, al-Qaeda, you know, giving them a safe haven, that tremendously increases their ability to recruit and their ability to order attacks. All of a sudden their operatives, these lone wolves in Europe and the United States, feel like they're fighting for a caliphate instead of just a renegade gang, and it makes it much easier to convince them to pull the trigger on their plots. So it's really important not to let terrorists have a country, and Biden has done that. Biden's Afghanistan withdrawal has given al-Qaeda a country, and killing Zawahiri was great, but we're nowhere near dismantling that.
0: United States provides nearly 55 million in additional aid to Afghanistan, providing more than 774 million in humanitarian assistance to Afghanistan. United States provides nearly 204 million dollars to USAID. United States announced more than 308 million in additional funding, continues to go to Afghanistan. All of that money, every single red penny of it, I'm sure going to the Taliban which is still, crushing human rights, women's rights, civil rights in that country. It, 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 this stuff, you know, I don't really even have much hair to pull out left, uh, John. I just wanted to underscore that at the end of the day, while terrorists are having martinis in the in the capital city of a country that was supposed to be not a terrorist haven, we're just subsidizing the, 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 the Taliban's corruption. I mean, there's just no... There's no silver lining. Uh, Maybe there is a silver lining. I don't know, but I, I don't see one. And we're funding, we're funding this. And and, you know, that's
1: the the problem. We sort of have to do this funding because of humanitarian concerns, but no one can guarantee that the Taliban is not skimming a lot of this money off for its own purposes or outright stealing it, which is what usually happens when you do humanitarian work in a a tyranny. They end up stealing the money and the resources and so on. No one anywhere can give a single guarantee that that isn't happening. The U.N. just sheepishly admits, oh yeah, you know, every time we send money over there for doctors and medicine, the Taliban's probably getting some of it, but we're going to try to keep that to a minimum. I mean, it's ridiculous situation but if you said hey let's cut off all these money flows you just described then you would have horror oh my god we can't do that we can't leave the Afghan people to suffer we can't let them starve the Taliban has very
0: effectively taken its own population hostage and weaponized it this this uh, segment of the Breitbart News Daily Book Club brought to you by uh, uh, I don't know but Dambisa Mayo John wrote a book called dead-aid about 15 years ago and she largely She's, uh, I think, an Ivy League trained economist. Dambisa largely focuses on how the aid that we and other countries send to Africa never actually winds up in the hands of the people who need it. And listening to you just reminded me of that book. Uh, And, you know, a new Congress, we got to, we have to stop so much of this crap. And that has, foreign aid has to be in all respects. And I do mean all respects has to be on the chopping block. John Hayward, Breitbart News, deputy security, uh, a national security editor, joining the program right now. Lastly, John, the WNBA star Brittany Griner found guilty, guilty on drug charges, sentenced to nine years in prison. I know that all of the obvious points have been made about this, but at the end of the day for me, John, this is, an American citizen who is being used by the dictator, Vladimir Putin, to get what he wants, politically, militarily. Uh, The United States is embarrassed by this, and everybody knows that Joe Biden ultimately will give Vladimir Putin what he wants um, because the country gets rolled as long as Joe Biden is in charge. We look weak uh, on the world stage, and that of of all the points that could be made and they and many of them have merit this woman certainly put herself in this position why she was even playing professional basketball in that country for that country to begin with all of it i get her politics are upside down i get all of that but at the end of the day she's an american citizen and i love this country everything that it stands for the people who died sweat to build it to keep it free I hate the fact that we are an embarrassment on the world stage because everybody knows Joe Biden's going to get rolled by Vladimir Putin in this.
1: Well, right, absolutely. And the Russians are going to make it hurt as much as they can. They're going to make it as humiliating as possible. Right now, the deal on the table is for her and another American prisoner that are going to get traded for this super villain named Victor Boot, this arms dealer, who's like the most dangerous man in the world, which yeah. would be ridiculous even on its own merits. But as soon as the Biden team said, OK, we can do that, Russia said, oh, and by the way, we also want this KGB spy, this, uh, this, this spy of ours. You've got to throw him in there, too. He's a colonel in our military intelligence. And the Biden people are currently mulling that over. So if they give Russia that, they'll add something else. They'll keep going to make this as ridiculous as possible so that Putin can trot around the world and say, look at how I rolled Joe Biden just to get this ridiculous basketball player back.
0: Uh, John, always a pleasure to have you on. Um, you keep doing the great work. It is super valuable. And, uh, and take care. I'll see you out in the hallways. Yep, that sounds like a plan. John Hayward, uh, Breitbart News deputy national security editor, also a Florida citizen, uh, uh, which uh, which which I failed to bring up. And John, I could literally ask John about anything. Guy is brilliant. <laughs> This is the Breitbart News Daily Podcast. Thanks for listening.